Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business in the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. I'm Ed Class with my friend and co-host Ron Baker, and folks on today's show, we are pleased to have our new sponsor with us, Max Emma. How's it going, Ron? Going great, Ed. How are you? Good, good. Really love these shows when we get a, a new sponsor coming on board. There's a lot of excitement about it. Glad to have uh, Max and and bookskeeping, but we'll talk about that more in a second. Ron, any thoughts on that? No, I'm really excited to dive in with them and find out what it's all about. Yep. Nope, absolutely. So let me read them in and we'll get started with our conversation. With multiple years of experience as the CEO and Chief Bookkeeping Officer at Bookskeeping Corp., Max Emma leads a team of professional accountants who provide high quality and reliable bookkeeping services to a variety of businesses nationwide. He created a unique structure for Bookskeeping Corp, where each client gets two or three accounting professionals working on their behalf, ensuring the highest accuracy and efficiency for their business. Max also oversees the preparation of the income statements and balance sheets that are critical for their clients' success and growth. Welcome to the the soul of enterprise, Max Emma. Thank you, gentlemen. It's great to be here. Well, first, big thank you for being a sponsor of the show. We'll get to hear your commercial in just a little bit. But uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What, 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 what Give us your origin story. Um, do you want a long version or a short version? Yeah, we got an hour. So let's take, they'll take the long version. All right. Um, so I grew up in the former Soviet Union, came to this country 30 years ago with my entire family and got my higher education, got my degree in finance, worked for corporate world for Qualcomm for four years. And then um, I decided that the corporate life is not for me and gave a two week notice. And that was July 3rd of 2002. So uh, Independence Day uh, in 2002 was my Independence Day from corporate life. Um, so that was the last time somebody gave me a paycheck. Uh, from that from that point on, I'm responsible for my own paycheck. And as you know, running your own business, you're not always getting it. So your employees get it first. And then if you have something left, then maybe you're lucky and you get your uh, paycheck. So I've been um, an entrepreneur for 21 years. And did you go right into starting uh, bookskeeping after leaving the corporate world or did you do something else first? No, that wouldn't be fun. So I went into construction. <laughs> I went into construction business that my family owned and had three employees because I didn't know anything about construction, but I knew that we can grow it, and we did. So from three employees, I grew it to ninety-six employees, and it was doing great until it wasn't. Until two thousand eight came, and uh, they stopped building, and so we were doing landscape construction for track homes, and that was a huge uh, blow to the industry. Um, And that's when I realized if I knew my financials, 
every month, I probably wouldn't make decisions that I made, which pretty much was buying trucks and growing at a crazy speed and overcapitalizing. And then, you know, I paid the price. I had to close it all down, um, started another landscape maintenance company. That's time more successful and sold it later on. But I just couldn't do the roller coaster anymore. And while we had a landscaping maintenance company, we were looking for a bookkeeping for a business. So I had a scope of work and I went to about 20 uh, bookkeepers, local bookkeepers in San Diego, California. And I got a quote for exactly the same scope from $200 to $2,000. Okay. <laughs> and that's when I knew my business school education, like, bro, something is wrong. So that's when I knew. Uh, it, I have a niche, okay? We have an opportunity to get into this business, okay? Because that's a too, too big of a spread for exactly the same scope. So we went in and started literally from the garage, uh, like most of the American companies, and uh, um, growing, growing, and then went uh, and got an office in 2014, started hiring more people. And right now, bookkeeping is the preferred bookkeeping provider to about uh, 80 plus franchise brands in the United States uh, na- nationwide. So we do that for such companies as Fast Signs, Signorama, Sport Clips, uh, you name it. Again, it's 80 brands. Uh, we'll spend the whole hour going through them. Um, and then a few years ago, I got this crazy idea that I can be a franchisor. Hell, why, why not? You know, I did construction, I did maintenance, I did accounting, might as well become a franchisor. So bookkeeping became a franchisor, and now we're selling bookkeeping franchises uh, in all states. And we'll definitely talk a little bit more about that. But I want to just go back to the background uh, story a little bit. Did you, So did you do the bookkeeping for some of the firms, for the landscaping firm and the construction? Is that, that what kind of led you into it? And you said, I, I don't want to do this. You wanted to offload it. What got you into bookkeeping? So... I never had the accounting education. I was supporting myself through school by moonlighting and doing some uh, bookkeeping for friends, small companies, and you know early versions of QuickBooks. But I did not. Um, I never got into like accounting at Qualcomm. I was doing corporate accounting, but it was different. It was big, it was PeopleSoft software. I don't think it even exists anymore. But uh, so it definitely wasn't like the. Uh, debits and credits. Um, but I got business background. So I knew how to, I thought I did, how to start businesses, growing them and moving them to next uh, to the next step. So I never was doing accounting myself, um, but I always knew that it's a needed market because even when I was working for Qualcomm, people were asking me, hey, can you do my bookkeeping? Can you do my accounting? It's always been an interest around, uh, you know, that uh, industry. Yeah. I mean, folks really don't want to do their own bookkeeping if they can avoid it. They'd rather do whatever it is they love to do. And so so when when you went into the the bookkeeping side of things, this is before the the bookkeeping franchise came about, but just the the bookkeeping piece, what led you to franchise? Was that on accident or was that targeted? Did you have an idea that, hey, I really want to get into franchises or did you stumble across that as well? You know, we stumbled across and it was Mm -hmm. very interesting. Somebody introduced us to one franchisor and we started talking and then nothing was happening for maybe a year or two. And then all of a sudden they gave us one, then they gave us two clients and then they introduced us to different brands. And we started with one uh, franchise brand. And then again, 
uh, for a year or two, there was no growth. And I'm like, okay, well, we're just going to be a regular bookkeeping company. But then we kept pushing and we got into the franchising market and, you know, staying active with International Franchise Association, uh, getting to know the franchisors and asking them questions. That's what led us to, we're probably one of the largest providers of bookkeeping to franchise industry right now. I, I, I can say that. Yeah, sure. So that's really an, what would you say percentage wise of your the the, the customers of of uh, your your bookkeeping firm? What do you say your percentage customers are franchises? I'd say well over fifty percent, and it's mm-hmm. changing uh, on a, literally on a daily basis because right now we are bringing about two new brands into portfolio. Uh, a month. Okay. Wow. Sometimes it's four. It's two, two. Two is the minimum. Like this week, we brought one just this week. So, and I have a couple meetings already scheduled for the next week. So, I'm just saying that people like to see a fixed price. People like to see, um, you know, same team doing it. And we always have at least two uh, people doing the work. Um, so, this way we minimize the possibility of an error. And if there is an error, we'll most likely catch it before it gets to our clients. So, franchisors like that. Well, and what inspired you to do that? That was even part of your bio that you sent over, that that was kind of a, a unique uh, part of the, the service that you offer to have. Was that just a, something that you thought about and said, hey, we really didn't want to make sure that quality control is something we're doing? Or was it just, hey, it just happened again, another one of those uh, stumble across, hey, this works, this is a good idea? You know, I would love to take the whole credit for it, but, you know, I won't because, <laughs> because it's not going to be. It's not going to be true. Um, so when I started the company, I started with my co-founder, who also at the time happened to be my wife, Elena Emma. And, you know, uh, we started the business together and she was the brain uh, in the operation. So I was running the marketing side, growing, moving forward. But she was the one that came up with the processes and pretty much, you know, was part of the business day to day. She's still part of the business. She's still involved in the training. Full disclosure, we are not married, but we're still very good friends. And, you know, she's still part not only of Bookskeeping Corporation, but Bookskeeping Franchise as well. So that was actually her idea. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go along. I mean, if you're saying that's going to work, I mean, she has a master's in accounting and she worked for different CPA firms. So uh, I just, you know, shut up and listen. And you said you mentioned fixed price, something you know that Ron and I are both extraordinarily passionate about, and we'll, we'll talk probably more about that once we get to the, uh, the the franchise operation as well. But what made you go to fixed pricing in the bookkeeping space? Because that that was at the time would have been an innovation as well. Okay, it's actually a very simple answer. It's not because I thought it's better. It's because that pretty much helped us to grow the company and help with the cash flow. Because when it's a fixed price, we were charging that month. Uh, for example, for September bookkeeping, we charged September 1st, but we didn't have to do any work till October. So all this money helped us to run for the whole 30 days versus you know doing the work in October, then billing, waiting 30 days, begging for them to pay. So I figured out that if we do that, that's going to help us to scale the company faster, and I was right. So that was that was your your input for the to, the business to go to, to move more to a fixed price rather than billing in arrears. Well, I had to do something for the business, right? Otherwise, it wouldn't be good, man. 
pull your weight around here, Max. <laughs> but but seriously, that that is a big innovation. And one of the things that, things that I would think is, did you get any feel any pushback from from uh, prospects or customers when you moved to that model? Because we hear a lot. Oh well, you know, customers don't want to do it that way. So what what were your thoughts on that? Well, we were getting the pushback, and of course, in the beginning. We wanted every possible client, which was a mistake. Uh, it took a while to figure out, a few years at least, that, hey, this is my client. This is not my client, okay? I'm, we're going to work with this client. We're not going to work with this client. It took time. In the beginning, we were taking anybody who uh, had a checkbook because that's how you started the business pretty much. Um, but, you know, we were still steady uh, on our goal. Hey, it's a fixed price. And you have to pay now if you want us to do the work, all right? If it's not working for you, go to the old model uh, and do that. So, All right. Well, this has been great, Max, but we're up against our first break, which will feature your commercial, by the way. So we want to remind our listeners that they can get a hold of Ron or me by sending an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Of course, the website is The Soul of Enterprise, where you can see show notes as well as previews to upcoming shows. We'd like for you to also go out and rate this podcast, and you can do this by going to ratethispodcast.com slash TSOE. Please give us a rating as well as a review. It helps others find the show, so we really appreciate if you just take a moment and do that. But right now, a word from our sponsors. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. Have you ever listened to an advertisement for a book so many times that you question the existence of God? Me too. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I recorded the advertisement for Ron and Ed's book, The Soul of Enterprise Dialogues on Blah, 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 Whatever. And four years later, we're all tired of it, especially me. But thankfully, there's a solution. For just $10 a month, you never have to hear my voice again. For a commercial-free version of The Soul of Enterprise, go to patreon.com TSOE and subscribe now. Ron, we talk a lot about business opportunities. Well, now a great one has become our sponsor, bookskeepingfranchise.com, bookskeeping with an X. That's right, Ed. If you are interested in becoming part of the $4.2 billion bookkeeping industry for a franchise fee of just under $20,000, visit www.bookskeepingfranchise.com. Bookskeeping comes with full training, plus marketing and technical support, and even staffing. Visit the website or call 855 935 2669. Franchise opportunity not available in all states. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. You 
were tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're here with Max Emma. He's the CEO of Books Keeping. And Max, Ed and I, over the years, have had the great privilege of working with a lot of bookkeepers. And it's been a real lesson to me as a recovering CPA. I think the bookkeepers are just poised in the, in the strongest position going forward, even more so than the CPAs, because they understand that it's all about the relationship. And I just, you know, they're at the coal face. They're usually the first person the, the business owner calls. I mean, they're there with them. Um, they have fewer customers so that each customer gets more care. I mean, I know you're bullish on the, on the industry as a whole, but so am I. And I just, I, I think they're just in a really unique position and everybody talks about how bookkeeping is going to become obsolete because of AI. I don't think that at all. I think they're going to become more essential moving forward. What do you think? So what I've noticed over the years is that uh, it's now taking less time to um, do the bookkeeping than it was even five, seven years ago, because you're right of the AI, all the technology like Sage getting better and faster and changing um, daily on a monthly basis, if not on a weekly basis and becoming faster. But what we decided at the company, like we're going to embrace that. And if it takes us, takes us 50% less of the time to do the work, we're going to pass it on to the client. So we're cutting down our rates. When everybody's increasing it, we're actually bringing it down and becoming more profitable. And that's what we're teaching our franchisees. Like, hey, it's not about, you know, like the dollar amount that you can charge. I mean, you get to $10,000 uh, revenue, for example, a month, um, whether you have 1000 $10 client or $10,000 clients. I mean, I'm not suggesting to have $10 a month clients, but you know what I'm saying. So it still gets to 10,000. So if we can cut the uh, what we charge and get more clients this way and pass on the savings to our clients, we are all for it. Excellent. Well, I'll, I want to put that off for a minute. I do want to come back to the your pricing philosophy and and what you're doing there. But but the other thing I learned about bookkeepers is because they have such a diverse background. They come from corporate, they come from HR, they come from all these different places. They're not put through the same, you know, orthodoxies that CPAs are. And then they can capitalize on that, that experience by offering advisory, you know, like maybe they were an HR person. So they offer HR help to their customers. Do you see that as well? Do, do your franchisees offer other services other than bookkeeping? Uh, so because of the structure of our company, we are limiting that. Like we're not allowing our franchisee to do taxes, even though at least one of them has a tax practice as the side business and they just work together, the two businesses, but they cannot do it for liability purposes under bookkeeping umbrella. Okay, gotcha. so technically our franchisees can do all of that. They just can't do it for liability purposes under bookkeeping. We offer uh, bookkeeping, but anything from after the fact monthly bookkeeping to paying bills, invoicing, budgeting, uh, payroll processing, 
and so on and so forth. So really bookkeeping as wide as you can look at this uh, industry. That That's our sandbox. Right. And, and do you also build relationships with CPAs to get referrals? So funny you ask that because we actually, that's how we started the business. So right now, uh, before we went into franchising, the biggest source of clientele for bookkeeping, and it still is pretty big, is white label bookkeeping for CPA firms when we do it under their name and umbrella. Okay, so if you Google white label bookkeeping, bookkeeping gonna have be at five positions out of ten on page one of Google organically. Okay, because like literally we get clients all the time. We are finishing to building a portal right now. That's when we do bookkeeping under CPA's name and umbrella, but they don't touch it. It's all done by bookkeeping employees. They just you know control the billing. Sometimes they double our fees, and you know. And honestly, I don't care because, again, we found a way how to do it efficiently and fast. So we're making the money. They are my marketing arm. They're sending me the clients. So I'm not going to say no. So that's actually a pretty good uh, source of clientele for us. So, yeah, we do a lot with uh, CPA firms. And that's the reason, Ron, why we're not planning to do any taxes because why would I shoot myself in the foot? Because if we start offering taxes, I don't think any CPA would send us clients. Right, right. No, I think that's a very smart thing not to do taxes because the bookkeepers I know who do taxes hate it because it just traps them in busy season and it, it just adds a huge headache. Better off not doing it. Um, so I'm curious, you, you've talked Ed, about, you know, two people work on each customer's books. Do you use any outsourcing or is everything done in-house? So... Let's define the word outsourcing. For me, outsourcing, when I find people uh, on, you know, Craigslist and just sending them the work. So for me, that's the outsourcing. Everybody who works for bookkeeping is a bookkeeping employee. But having said that, bookkeeping employees located in different parts of the United States and the world. So if you call outsourcing having offices outside of the U.S., then yes. We definitely have offices outside of the United States. But again, they're all bookkeeping employees. They're physical offices. People come in, you know, with key card, getting in. There is security. So, and all the data stays on the U.S. server. So all our employees, including the U.S. employees, are logging into the U.S. servers to get uh, their information. Right, right. So I was looking at your website and you, you have a great thing about outstanding economics in the bookkeeping space. And you, you say our franchisees provide a critical service at an affordable rate, making our business model profitable, sustainable, and recession resistant. Tell us about your pricing philosophy. I mean, I know you talked about fixed prices. I know why you did it now to, to spur that cash flow, but it seems like you're, if you get more efficient, you're passing those savings along to the customer. So it seems kind of like you're using a penetration pricing strategy because you want to grow market share. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. That that's that's exactly uh that's exactly what we're doing. I mean, we're just getting more clients and we're bringing more clients in. And the bookkeeping that we do for franchise brands, the reason franchisors like it, because all the prices are pre-negotiated with uh, franchisors. So they know exactly how much their franchisees are going to be paying. Yes, it's all tiered because obviously not 
all franchisees of, I don't know, let's use fast science, are created equal. Some have 20 employees, some have three employees. So we're not going to charge the same for both of those. So we have tier pricing. But again, it's pre-negotiated tier price based on number of transactions or line items between checking accounts and credit card accounts. That's really interesting because you've got these 80 franchises that you do the books for. So I guess, do you offer each franchise three options? For, you mentioned sports clips and a couple of others. I guess each franchise has their own tiers. Yes. A lot of them are similar, but the franchise does does um, gay uh, sport leagues for kids pays one price than the company that is, you know, owns restaurants because obviously, you know, the sport league does not have any inventory, but, you know, uh, a restaurant does. So we charge more uh, naturally because it's more work involved in the beginning. Right. And so your, your positioning in the marketplace, you're, you're going after, uh, is there a particular size that you won't take on or, or are you more flexible on that? Well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say size does not matter on the show, but <laughs> size, <laughs> size does not matter. And actually what we're seeing recently, Ron, more and more bigger companies coming to us. Okay. Especially after COVID, uh, it was scary the first couple of months. And then that's when we start, you know, skyrocketing uh, in terms of growth because people coming to us, hey, can we outsource the entire bookkeeping function to you? So we have clients that pay us, you know, in north of five and six thousand dollars a month. And we do the entire bookkeeping operation from paying the bills to everything. Just these people are not at the office of a client. They are employees of bookkeeping. So before we started very small, but now we go for any size, but only within the bookkeeping, um, you know, sandbox. Because we get all the time, hey, while you're doing it, can you do the collections for us? No, we don't do collections. You know, I don't want my employees to be yelled at when they call and trying to get money. We can send an email, but if somebody wants a call, goes back to the company they call. Okay, we don't do insurances, we don't do audits, we help with the audit, but we don't go through the stuff. So we are, we know uh, our uh, area and we are staying within it. You know, I'm, I'm usually not the guy that would ever ask this, but I, I'm very curious. What's your tech, your tech stack look like? You're like your GL when you have all these different franchises who some of those I would imagine have their own proprietary software. How do you handle so, that? We go with what they tell us um, they have they use for accounting. We actually, I can proudly say that we have franchises with four different, you know, software uh, packages. So we have uh, clients that use Sage Intact. We have clients that use QuickBooks, Zero, NetSuite, and that's only in the franchising world. I think we're one of the only companies that does all of them, we don't discriminate, um, but we have our internal software that we wrote called BooksDesk, and that's pretty much a CRM and management software for bookkeepers. So when we created it, we were gonna sell it and make money, but now it's only available to bookkeeping employees and bookkeeping franchisees. And that helps us to manage the clients internally. We know exactly where each client is, what the task is. We can take a look, we can do budget to actuals. So it does help us um, to stay on top of, you know, day-to-day -day business. 
Max, I would imagine you kind of have like a books keeping university as well to, to continuously educate all your franchisees. Is that right? Yes. So for the employees, uh, they go through two weeks, uh, we call it bookskeeping university. And it's not only technical training, it's also cultural training because culture, I'd say at least 50% of the business. Okay. We, I need, we're looking for people who think the same as we do. Our hashtag is cool bean counters. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's an utopia to make bookkeeping a cool industry, but we're definitely going to die trying, okay? Because uh, otherwise, it's just, we're going to be like everybody else. So culture, technology, uh, relationship, all of that is part of the training for employees, but also for the franchisees. They get two weeks of training, and then they get six months ongoing sales training and one year of executive coaching. Wow. And they get for absolutely free because their success is our success. Right. That's part of their franchise arrangement. Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, Max, this is fascinating. Unfortunately, we're up against our next break. And folks, I'd like to remind you, if you want to contact Ed or me, send us an email to asktsoe.com. Check out our Patreon channel, which you can subscribe to and get our bonus content. You can find that at patreon.com slash TSOE. That channel is sponsored by 90 Minds. More minds are better than one. Check out their work at 90minds.com. And now a word from our sponsors. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever listened to an online radio show that changed your life? I'm required to say that I have. Have you ever stopped listening to an online radio show because the commercials were mind-numbingly repetitive? Of course you haven't because you're here right now. Look, you don't have to listen to me anymore. There's a commercial-free version of this show, and it only costs $10 a month. And for $15 a month, you get no commercials plus bonus content. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE, subscribe now, and be free. You're worth it. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. 
And we are back on the Soul of Enterprise talking with Max Emma. But before I do that, just want to remind you, as Ron did, that we do have a Patreon channel available where you can listen to the show both commercial-free and our bonus episodes. At a certain level, if you subscribe there, you can get a shout-out like Blake Oliver at Earmark CPE does. Check him out at EarmarkCPE.com. Uh, Max, I want to continue the story. So the last what we were t- we were talking with you, you had, you had uh, been the founder and been running uh, bookskeeping th- as the bookkeeping firm for quite some time. And then in 2020, uh, you decided, well, probably before that, but it was launched in 2020, you decided to create the franchise, bookskeepingfranchise.com. Talk a little bit about, about the inspiration for that. Obviously, working with other franchises was the lead in. But what was the moment where you said, wait a minute, I can do what they're doing? Um, I think I got to it by going to the International Franchise Association um, events for several years. I realized that the franchisors are always happy and always, you know, positive. And I'm going to upset a lot of people. But unfortunately, you can't say that about a lot of accountants. Okay, so when you get in the same room, which I'm not saying everybody, and again, bookskeeping is changing that. That's why our hashtag is cool bean counters. But, you know, you get to the room with, you know, accountants and, hey, life is difficult. We have to do so much stuff. Oh, my God, it's a busy season. What do we do? Well, same thing you did last year, you know, work, work more. <laughs> You know, but 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 the franchisors are actually they're always happy. Everybody's trying to help everybody, which is for me was amazing. Like you go to a franchise event and you see two main competitors seriously talking shop. How did you do this? How did you do that? They don't care that a, a possible candidate can go and buy from this guy or from this lady. You know, they don't care. They actually share. And I found this to be fascinating. And I'm like, you know what? I want to be like them when I grow up. So that was the moment when I decided, what can I do? And uh, all of a sudden, uh, not all of a sudden, I was thinking, what are the next steps for bookskeeping and which way are we going to go? Obviously, that was before uh, the pandemic. Um, I decided, what if we can do become a real you know, bookkeeping franchise? There are not that many. We are the only, we're the second one, okay, in the U.S. of a true bookkeeping franchise. Everybody else is a tax franchise that also offers bookkeeping, okay? Mm. We just the bookkeeping. So the idea is that a CPA firm can buy us and outsource to us, I mean, to, to outsource to themselves because bookkeeping actually comes with the fully staffed model, okay? If uh, they want to, we can help them to source uh, the employees. So all they have to do is just to find clients and you know we'll take care of the rest. And if they have employees, but they don't know where to get clients, guess what? Because we are a preferred vendor to 80 plus franchises. If a new franchise opens in the in their area, they get an introduction. And then, you know, they already can read the reviews and they can see everything where we've been featured. And then they get they can get clients this way. So was it a question of you first putting together all of the stuff that you were doing for your uh, customers and then making it, creating, systematizing it, so to speak? The, 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 that, that, was that step one in the process for you? Well, step one was literally writing a business plan and it started 
seriously i wrote it on a napkin uh and just that that was like the executive summary okay this this what we're gonna do and then i'm like huh that's a pretty cool napkin so <laughs> I, took, I took that and actually um created the first version of business plan and then um Elena helped me and other people, and we actually created a business plan. And then we uh, were looking for funding. We got the funding and we uh, moved to the next level. Um, timing, unfortunately, wasn't very good because the day we got approval for selling franchise in the United States, that was the day we went into lockdown. Okay. So that was middle March of 2020. So mm-hmm. as you can imagine, even though we started franchising in 2020, we haven't done anything for about 14 or 15 months because we had to reestablish and redefine bookkeeping business that we had because everything changed, okay? All of a sudden, we're not meeting clients and then we had to do it differently and new technology. We never used Zoom before, okay? Before it was all, you know, phone calls or personal meetings. And all of a sudden now, this is, you know, all on phone and we can't meet with the team. And so it it had problems. So uh, for about 15 months, nothing was done. So that was put, put on hold. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you were probably dealing with, you know, the, the PPE stuff and all of the, the, the stuff that was go- going through the government's agencies that the bookkeepers probably had some kind of hand in as well to dealing with those issues. Yes, that's true. But uh, for the reasons I described before that we know our sandbox, we did not get involved with PPE. We just mm-hmm. were sending it to CPAs or uh, to the actual, uh, um, you know, the banks, for example. Mm-hmm. So we did not do, we had to record it after the fact, but we did not get involved. Because well, I knew, okay. soon that, I, I know we missed on the revenue piece, but I'm like, hey, if we do that, we're going to take away from our current clients and we won't be able to get them the financials, but there is no way they would get their PPE if their financials weren't done on time. So we definitely was part of this whole thing. Unfortunately, we didn't monetize, but at that point, I didn't care about it. We just needed to move forward. No, absolutely the right thing. So then 14 months later, and and so can you tell us or a a little bit about your first franchise customer that you brought on? Uh, The first franchisee, um, so from day one, when we decided to do that and, you know, hired consultants and I read the books, they said that your first one has to be friends and family. Um, you know, then that's usually how all franchises start. And I'm like, okay, great. So where can I get my first franchisee? And I wasn't even looking for friends and family. And guess what? The first franchisee was, uh, we can call it friends and family. So uh, the first employee of bookkeeping who started with the company in 2012 or 2013, working out of the garage of our mm-hmm. house coming in, you know, she since left and opened her own business and we kept in touch and we were talking about it one time and she said, you know what, I want to be your first one. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And, you know, so she is the one who bought uh, the first franchise. So all the uh, franchisees after that are not, you know, I've never met them before. So that was a proof of concept that you don't have to be friends of Max to own a bookkeeping <laughs> uh, fr- franchise. But the first one was definitely, you know, friends fr- and family. Neat, neat. Okay, so so t- t- take us through um, you, the process now. Maybe even talk a little pricing, if you will. What's what's the investment if someone wants to get uh, get involved with bookkeeping franchise? Obviously, we, the website is bookkeepingfranchise.com, So take a look at the stuff there. But tell a little bit of, if for anyone interested, what what do they need to do? So the franchise fee—that's something that you have to pay to get started. 
the standard franchise fees are $29,000, $29,995 to be exact. And um, if you are an existing bookkeeping firm or a CPA firm, then you are getting $10,000 discount and you're only paying $19,995 as a franchise fee. Also, if you are a veteran or a military spouse or first respondent, you're getting 30% discount. And it's pretty aggressive. Usually, usually the discount is about 10%. We are doing the 30% discount. So 29 is the max you would pay, but there is a way to pay less if you uh, qualify. Um, the total startup cost is 25,800 to 52,800. Um, to be honest with you, I think people not going to be spending 52,000, but technically they can. This includes if they have to buy a phone, if they have to buy a printer, if they have to buy a computer, but guess what? Most of the people already have all of that, so they don't have to do it. Um, we charge 10% royalty, but we are teaching our franchisees how to price their services. So it's enough for them and enough for us. Uh, we also show the historical data for the company and for existing franchisees. And right now, according to the latest FTD, Franchise Development Document, the average gross annual revenue is $424,000 a year. And the average gross profit is $257,000. Great. That's fantastic. And you, as you said, mentioned earlier with Ron, you, you have not only... Uh, the education for them, but you'll also help them with marketing. You also help them hire people. Uh, so it's, it's complete soup. Enough. And, and I, I want to, was curious that you mentioned Iran, dig down a little bit deeper on this for me. What's your executive coaching and leadership education work like? So first of all, we do sales training with the live sales coach for six months, because what we found out, most of the people who are in the accounting industry, they have no idea how to sell. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I went through business school uh, I wish we had a single class on selling because the marketing classes that we had has nothing to do with selling. So <laughs> if I am a dean of business school, I would do it completely different because I see all this, you know, accountants coming in, they have no idea how we sell. They're technical people. So I think that that's more important. So that's on the sales side. They get six months. Mm -hmm. Also, Elena, Emma, who... Uh, was the co-founder of Bookskeeping. Um, she got her PhD since, and right now she is actually not only teaching accounting, but she also does executive coaching for some large companies mm -hmm. uh, in the world, actually. And that's the service that we offer to our franchisees. So for one year, she's uh, working with them one-on-one -on -one so they can get to the peak of their performance, okay? And it's, it's mostly business, but they do touch personal. The way we're doing it, I have no idea what they're talking at the session. It doesn't go to, to me at all. That, that's, that's private, but I can see the results and I can see that franchisees is reaching out to Elena more than reaching out to me or to the management team because they're like, actually, how do I work on this issue? So it's definitely very successful. I can tell you that um, outside of bookkeeping, she's charging at least $4,000 a month for that. But we, our franchisees are getting it for free. So they're getting this value. So they're getting their money worth and double that, you know, by the time they finish executive coaching, even if they decided that bookkeeping is not for them, which hopefully will not happen. 
<laughs> well, that's great. We're up against our last break. There are a couple of other things and strongly encourage every uh, all of our listeners who are interested to check out the website, bookskeepingfranchise.com. There are a couple of other things that you can look into. But right now, uh, a word from our sponsors and my employer, Sage. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever been so annoyed by a commercial for a $5 ebook that you were willing to pay $10 to never hear it again? I sure have. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. Over the last several years, you've come to hate me, and I hate me too. By now, you know that for $5, you can get a copy of Ron and Ed's book. What you might not know is for twice that much every month for forever, you can stop hearing Hearing me plug Ron and Ed's book, which totally makes sense, like the Diamond Water Paradox. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe today. Please, for the love of God, make it stop! The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're here with Max Emma, the CEO of Bookskeeping. And Max, we talk a lot about the future of the professions and what's going on, you know, AI, all of that. What do you see as the future of the bookkeeping industry? Well, I actually see that growing and people outsourcing bookkeeping more and more because that's what's happening now. Um, I'm sure some people don't realize, but as of a few years ago, bookkeeping itself was about $4.2 billion industry in the U.S., alone a year and then it's growing on average of three and a half percent and again this is data pre-covid so i'm sure now it's even uh, bigger numbers so i see the demand for it i see uh people are needing uh to know the numbers on pretty much day-to-day basis and not just once a year when they go file their taxes and that's when that's where bookkeeping can help them either as the bookkeeping provider or as the bookkeeping uh, franchise, because pretty much we're just teaching local uh, accountants and bookkeepers how to be successful in their local market. Right. So you're pretty bullish on this, uh, on the industry growing. And I, I mean, the more business formation and all of that, uh, that really adds to it, doesn't it? Yes. What, uh, why do you think the franchise route is, is the, is an optimal route for somebody deciding to go into bookkeeping, or indeed, if they are a bookkeeper now, what can being part of the franchise 
accelerate for them? Well, let's take an example of our first franchisee. I mean, she had her bookkeeping business before she became a franchisee, but she was hitting the ceiling because she didn't know what to do with this business. And once she became officially franchisee of bookkeeping, she 7Xed her uh, revenue in the first six months, okay? Just from where she was. We didn't teach her how to become an accountant. You can't teach somebody in two weeks how to become an accountant. But we taught her how to sell, how to network, what to say, what not to say. Gave her all the scripts. So our brand manual, or pretty much just know-how, is about 900 pages, I mean, we're not killing the trees. We're not printing it. It's all digital, but it's 900 pages. So it's a lot. And, you know, why franchise and not doing it yourself? You know, I want to say that everything we did was right. But no, we, we made a lot of mistakes. I mean, that's how you grow. Uh, so we learned a lot. Why somebody needs to learn on their own dime when they can just ask and we tell them, hey, we wouldn't do that. We would not recommend because, look, I did this then. It did not work for me. It's up to you. I mean, we're not stopping them. If somebody wants to run a Super Bowl commercial for a bookkeeping company and they have, you know, however many millions it costs now, they can do it. I just don't think it's going to work. Right, right. Yeah, no, success leaves clues, right? That's one of the strength, the big strengths of a franchise model. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, wh what do you see? Do you see the subscription business model being a part of the, the industry's future or what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I think that's actually becoming bigger. Like right now, I'd say 99% of our business is, you know, the subscription or fixed price uh, model. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to have three tier pricing, which is the same for everybody, for all the clients that we have. But because we work with so many franchises and they're different um, industries and different sizes, I have not figured it out yet. I'm not saying it's not possible. I just don't see it yet. And hopefully one day I will. But, you know, doing the three tiers for um, every franchisor that we work with, it's pretty much the same subscription model. We just break it into, you know, more like segmented area. Like, hey, there is one price for signing industry, one for the restaurant, one for, you know, mosquito spraying uh, industry. Right. Well, at least you have a, 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 a boundary around your sandbox, right? You know what you're doing. So you're not doing all those ancillary services like a lot of other firms. And that makes the model a little bit more easy to scale up. For sure. Uh, Max, when we were at Scaling New Heights back in June in St. Louis, you gave me the book 10X is Easier Than 2X by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. I did read it. I, it's incredibly thought-provoking. I absolutely loved it. I told Ed it's the 80-20 principle on steroids. What, what inspires you about it? So um, I'm part of an organization called Strategic Coach, and that's Sullivan, he is, uh, you know, the uh, person who created the uh, strategic coach and uh, everything in the book, it's pretty much his um, teachings. And uh, that's how I got the book and that's how I got to introduce. So for me, it helped me to take bookkeeping to the next level because, uh, you know, probably about a year and a half ago, I got a feeling that I hit the ceiling and I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, well, I'm doing everything right, but there is not enough time of a day. And then what, what do I do with my time? And it, it was just, you know, constant dilemma. 
until I figure out, and that's pretty much what described in the book, it's the 80-20 principle, but hey, you find what's working for you, and it's usually 20%, and you run with it, and you make it your 100%. But the idea is, what do you do with 80%? So you can drop it completely, or you can offload it and outsource, and you can hire other people um, to do it for you. So I did the inventory of all my tasks, and I figured out that 80% of what I do is admin stuff. And I can definitely find somebody who can do it. And that's how I got my first executive assistant. And all of a sudden, I had all this time on my hands. I'm like, what do I do with my time now? <laughs> Guess what? I filled it up really, really fast because on average, I was doing 10 new meetings with clients on a daily basis via Zoom. And because, because it's Zoom, I could do it like 10 in a row. So 30, 45 minutes, boom, 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 I'm done. But I'm like, okay, but I can do even better than that. So what's my next, you know, uh, 20%. And the idea is that you do it all the time. You don't stop because I believe once you stop growing, you're about to die. Okay. So that's how I live my life. And so now my so-called unique ability, if you use terminology of Dan Sullivan and strategic coach is actually building partnership with franchisors or franchisees. So now I have a sales department, which is, you know, client engagement, and they actually talking to the uh, potential clients of ours. So I developed the partnership. I can be part of the call if they want me to be, but they are more than capable to actually talk and describe our services. And, you know, then the admin sends the contract and then follows up. So, and I'm sure if you talk to me a year from now, my 20% will change again. Yeah. Sure, sure. I. Well, another thing I really loved about the book is he talked about the atten our attention is our most finite resource, even more than time. And it, it's usually spread too thin. And 10X just insists that you focus it rather than spread it across many things. I, I just really found that to be profound. Absolutely. I mean, the idea behind the book is that if you double your time working every day, you can double your business, but there is no way you can 10x it. I mean, you have to change conceptually what you're doing, you know, every day. So they're actually teaching you to work less and spend more time thinking and growing your business and working on the strategy. And that was very hard for me to do. Like, what do you mean? I have four hours to think? Like, that's not really like, what do I do? How do you monetize thinking? And once I realized that, that changed my whole perspective on how to do the business, how to grow. I put my entire management team through a strategic coach. I put the executive assistant through a strategic coach. So I'm doing that because, you know, I believe that's the way uh, to do it. And it's actually changing the terminology, how we talk to each other within within the company. And, I, and I'm seeing the results. That's excellent. The, the other thing I, I really liked, Max, was he talks about always be the buyer. Don't be the seller. The seller is desperate. And, and the, the difference is the buyer can always walk away. Yes. I mean, I, well, now when I say no to potential client, it actually makes me feel good. I'm like, hey, I can do that. I'm not doing it all the time. I still want the clients. But, you know, at least in the beginning, it was like anybody. Work doesn't work for us. Hey, come on in. Okay, here's the contract. Sign right here on the dotted line. And it's changing now. And it's great because it's making it easier for the team. It makes it more fun. And we know who is our avatar in terms of client. Same goes for the franchisees. We know who's the avatar for our franchisees. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, the, that's our highest point of leverage is being able to say no and refusing to serve somebody. Um, so 
Oh, Max, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for well, sponsoring the show, but then coming on and explaining to our listeners about your uh, opportunities at bookskeeping. And Ed, what's on store for next week? Next week, Ron, we are going to go back We t- uh, in show 448. We t- did a show on systems thinking made simpler, where we referenced a book called Simple Complexity. Well, we're going to talk to the author next week, William Donaldson. Excellent. Looking forward to it. I'll see you in 167 hours. This has been the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy. Sponsored by Sage, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Join us next week on Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, that's noon Pacific. In the meantime, please visit us on the web at www.thesoulofenterprise.com. Thank you.